1: Mark Grody
2: with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score for about another hour. I'm here until 10 o'clock tonight on The Score. We're going to talk more Cubs in a bit and specifically Jake Arrieta and what Jed Hoyer was saying about him today. We will have those comments for you coming up. But Dyersville, Iowa has been, is the place right now. For the White Sox and Yankees. It is the Field of Dreams game, and it was 7 4 White Sox at last check later in the game. The score's Chris Ranji is there, and guests on the score join us on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book.
3: How is it, Chris? Grody, I'm lost in the cornfield. <laughs> For crying say, out loud!
2: I knew this was going to happen. I say,
3: listen, I and I don't mean the cornfields that are inside the fence, you know, with the nice, with the security, uh-huh. and with the, the house and the people and and every, No, I don't know where the hell I am. I am driving now. I so I left, I, left, I left the game oh, because. I got. I gotta. I gotta drive to Chicago. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it's it's three and a half hours. Uh huh. And um, I, I'm trying not to get there at three in the morning because, well, I don't know if you know this or not, but Dyersville, Indiana, is not. It's not built for large crowds. Okay. And uh. and so and so. Uh, it's it's only a couple. The field is like two miles off the highway, well, not a, yeah, it's a highway. It's not the interstate, but it's a highway. It's like two miles off that, but it took an hour and 15 minutes to get from the highway to the field because there just isn't a whole lot of, you know, there's, there's, there's one road. So, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get stuck in that getting out. It'll be worse. So I left and this GPS is taking me on an adventure and, uh, I'm passing houses. There are no there are no street lights. I can't see a damn thing.
2: You're like uh, on you're like on Country Road four C. What you wanna do is take Country Road four C up there to Country Road four B. You're gonna have to stop at a house yeah. and knock on a door, Chris. But,
3: but before you do that, let me show you my shed. <laughs> you're gonna take me in the back and there's gonna be chainsaws and just <laughs> yeah. like little metal things that look like hooks but they're not hooks, but oh, they're hanging my. I don't know what's good. this is not good. Yeah. Anyway, you ever see I'll Children Children I'll of
2: be- the Corn? You ever see that movie, Children of the Corn?
3: I have not, and it's a good thing because I would I'm gonna I would hit one. I know that one would run out in front of my car. <laughs> right. If I did that, but yeah, I think I'm gonna be okay here. All right. All but right. if not, at least you're on the phone with me. Yeah. Hey, if the phone cuts out uh if the phone cuts out and I don't call you back in Twelve minutes uh-huh. all the police okay.
2: you know what I'll just be like on star, sir, sir, sir,, oh, sir, <laughs> I need you to calm down, sir, 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 ah, <laughs> uh, boy, that was
3: something, but yeah the the game was pretty cool,
2: yeah, so tell me about it, what was the experience like Actually, at the ballpark, what were the fans like? Were there more Sox fans? Were there more Yankees fans? What's it like in an eight thousand seat stadium in in a cornfield? And and did the novelty wear off ever?
3: Uh, well, there are definitely more Sox fans than there were um, Yankees fans. I would say they're they're louder, but the Yankees fans, you know, they're intense too, so they're a lot of fun. Um, I, I I'd say it's probably I don't know, probably. 60, 40, 70, 30 White Sox. So you walk in, and the original field is there. And, and it's open, and I got there, you know, by, by the time I got to the parking space, it was probably 5 o'clock, and it was pretty well full at that point. And there just are, a, I mean, a lot of people walking around the field and taking pictures on the mound, taking pictures near the house. They've got a picket fence around the house, so you can't really go up to it. Uh, but you can go buy it. And, and I mean, it's just, it's people everywhere taking pictures. And I, I think that's one of the coolest things. So, what they have you do is to get to the field where they're actually playing. So, and, and I'm sure people have seen photos of it. And if you haven't seen photos of it, um, you go where the main field is, out past left field, probably. I don't know, 50 yards, 100 yards or something uh past left field where the original field is. They've built like a a new field and and it's, you know, regulation size, I guess. You call it you walk out through the center field of the movie site field and and you walk through this pathway in the corn to get to where the actual stadium is and it's a very cool thing and along the way there are, you know, there were people dressed up in old-timey baseball uniforms mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like, um, White Sox cutouts and Yankees cutouts and people are taking pictures. It just I mean, like, they had it set up in a really cool way. So, I mean, if you were into the movie at all or have any kind of feeling of nostalgia for it, it's, it was a very neat thing. Just to get to the – you know, you're not even in the – they haven't even started the game yet, and you're walking – you have to walk through the corn, like, you know, in the movie. Yeah where they're walking through the corner, they're like having to brush the corner side to get to the pathway to walk to the stadium. It was a really cool thing they did.
2: That is pretty cool, man. And I, I watched the, I was able to watch with sound the first inning and the crowd was very, very quiet. And even Joe Buck mentioned uh, on the telecast, he said, it's like being in church. And then somebody, somebody said that, that the the people the fans in Iowa are very polite until something happens. Did you notice that yeah. in that crowd? Was it like yeah, that? That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how it felt
3: too. And, and w- when the first run happened, um, you know, when the White Sox scored first, then I think it I think it did loosen up a little bit, which was kind of a that was really kind of a cool thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think by the time I I actually left, there were a lot of people, a lot of energy in the crowd, or at least it. It felt that way. There was a guy yelling, and I don't, I don't know if he was yelling this earnestly or if he just was making a joke. But he's, he's like, "Hit it in the carn," and I'm thinking that is like, that's, the, that's so damn Midwest. Hit it in the carn. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I was. I think it was a pretty fun atmosphere, actually. And then, of course, you know, people loosen up a little bit because they have beer.
2: Yeah. That that is the the ultimate uh, lubricant. It is speaking of beer and concessions and things like that. Did they have any like unique food concessions or was this typical ballpark food?
3: Yeah, they they have cheese curds ah. and they looked really they looked really good. Um, like uh, it was you know they're, for people who don't know what the cheese curds are, and I, I don't know where you've been if you haven't. You and I are used to the cheese balls at the pub too in normal and yeah. ISU. Yeah, but these cheese curds are like they're kind of huge and they're battered in a uh like i don't i don't know how to describe it oh you ever been to long john silver's and even yeah. the
2: fish yes yeah. Yeah. Uh, you
3: know how that's battered
2: oh my god you great. know that
3: you know how like the, the it, it's battered like that i don't oh, know what you call it i just dear. know yeah that's how it looks yeah. it, it looks great i just didn't get any I, i'm kind of regretting it now maybe i should go back
2: Right, like they're so battered, they're they're glistening, like you like they're dripping, right in the grease. Cheese curds are always good. What? So you didn't get? Did you have a beer? Did you? You didn't have any cheese because I know you're driving and you're a responsible guy. Yeah, uh, but no, no food, no nothing. Just take uh, soak it in and get the hell out of there, huh? No.
3: Yeah, I I stayed up until about the the sixth. I think I, I think I left at the at the sixth inning, and then I I walked around. I went back to the field when there were fewer people because when I got there, it was just there were so many people. Um, it, it wasn't like you couldn't really. Yeah, Chris, like a, it felt like you were at a fair, like you're at a state fair, you know. Uh, and so <laughs> I waited, I waited until that cleared out, and then I went back, and there weren't so many people out there. And it just, and, and it was like it was dusk. So, it was just a really pretty backdrop, and the, the 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 new ballpark is in the distance, and the house is there, and it just' it was cooled down. It was a really uh, 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 no, I didn't stay uh, the entire time
2: uh Chris, we're losing you a little bit. Are you okay? What's going on? Are you being hijacked? what's right, happening
3: wait,
2: can, you, can, you, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. oh God, oh God,
3: see now you're losing me now, I'm worried yeah, like so I Do you you know? Do you know
2: if you're going in the right direction? There's no worse feeling, like mile after mile, thinking, not knowing if you're going in the right direction or not. Like, uh, are you going in? As far as you know, are you going in the right direction, heading back to our fair city of uh, Chicago or wherever it is you're going? And I I don't know. (laughs) Do you want us to put you? Do you want us to put you on hold and we could we could comfort you?
3: No, I mean, okay, here's the, here's the way – here's why I feel like I'm safe. The roads are nice where I'm at.
2: Oh, good. Okay.
3: So, there aren't a whole lot of potholes. It's it's freshly paved. I feel good. Are I, there I'll other okay.
2: cars? Are there other cars in the vicinity?
3: I see one in the distance. Okay. All right. And it's tail lights. It's taillights, so I don't know if I should get too close or uh, – mm. maybe, he, maybe he's friendly. Maybe his name's Bubba,
2: and he'd like to know what I'm doing. Yeah. So you could have a great story. Are you are you on your way to Chicago? Did you say? Yeah. Okay. Good. Um yeah.
3: All right. I'm hosting with Bruce on Saturday.
2: Okay, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to be with Brucey on Saturday. Beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be great. You realize going- you realize what? we got a Bears game Saturday. You're talking baseball. We got a Bears game on Saturday. You do realize that, don't you? Uh. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I was thinking that uh I don't care right now because I'm, you know, gonna gonna uh, you know, they're paying me. Oh yeah, so, that's right. That's right. I mean, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, Mark.
2: Yeah, you're gonna be great. You're gonna be great, man. Just um I can't you,
3: I can't guarantee that,
2: buddy. Well, you got Bruce there. You know, Bruce knows all he'll, Bruce. he'll guide you through the whole process. Um Chris, you're uh, you're, you're hey, del- is there
3: anything Hold on. Is there any bear stuff I need to know before we say goodbye here, Mark?
2: Um, well Allen Robinson was back out there um today. He yeah, had a hamstring issue. Um, Marquise Goodwin yeah. returned. Mac and Shaheen got into a fight today. Did you hear about, I heard that? about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah.
3: And Mac Mack Mac laid him out, right? Pretty much. Like, put him on the ground? Pretty much. Yeah, good.
2: Yeah, um good. Justin Fields could play into the second half. Oh, I like it. Right, right. So we could see a lot of him. And then one other one other thing, Drew Rosenhaus, the agent of Akeem Hicks, was out there and apparently he would like very much an extension for number ninety six.
3: Well, I I would think he would want that. He's the agent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that would okay. Uh, well, that's that's really something. What's the likelihood of that happening? Well,
2: I don't know. He's th- you know Akeem Hicks is thirty one, and I think that I had, I had Potsy yeah. on earlier, and he made a great point that that this could be kind of a proven year for Akeem Hicks. You know, if he is dominant and he is you know his usual Akeem Hicks self, I don't rule out the possibility yeah. of a short extension, maybe a two year thing. But uh, but who knows? Sure. They they got to hey Chris, they got to think about Roquan Smith too. You know, eventually he's going to. Oh get my God! Him. They got to think about hey, how's his
3: groin. Was, was, was he been practicing?
2: Yeah, he's been getting back out there, oh. take, taking it easy, easy. Actually, I don't know if he was back out there today. Chris, I wasn't out there today. I don't know if you realize that or not. Oh no! Yeah, so, oh, I, so no, I, right? I, I was, I was trying to fool you and you thinking that I was actually out there, but I had to do this. Brody, so. we got,
3: we got, we got freaking Bears preseason in two days, and you're not out at the field. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm like a, an athlete who gets a day off, and then you have a regular day off the next day, so I'm stacking days off because there is no media allowed tomorrow as the Bears do a walkthrough, oh. and then, then, then we'll all be out there on Saturday, and it'll be glorious, and uh, I'll, I'll definitely, before I go out there, I'll definitely listen to you and Bruce talking baseball inside the clubhouse.
3: From nine to eleven, and then you have an hour to get yourself bears ready. Yes. And uh, you know, punch yourself in the head, whatever you do to get fired up for bears football at noon.
2: <laughs> punch yourself. Hey Chris, seriously, man, if there's any trouble out there, just give us a call. We're here. We're fifty thousand watts. We are we are your neighbor on the roads. I am your on-star agent, Chris Raji.
3: That's fine. Yeah, if something does happen, come find me. Okay. <laughs>
2: We will. Bye, Chris. Bye, Mark. That is the one and only Chris Ranji making his way through Iowa, through the cornfields, and hopefully he makes it back to Chicago. I should have done the thing. where, I could, Hey, Chris, Chris, if you're still listening, text me when you get home for crying out loud just, just so we're not worried about you because we do. We're very, very concerned about you. But, the, yeah, hey. It's a cool thing, and it sounds like – I mean, why would this be the last – unless this was a failure, um, and I don't think it is. It looks like everything has gone splendidly. Of course they'll keep doing this every year. Of course they will, as long as the it, it doesn't lose interest. You know, the novelty is cool, and I think that players that are watching it now will be like, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing in that their cornfield, especially the Midwesterners. So, yeah, man. Um, Tell you what, we'll talk more White Sox later when that game ends, but when we return, I do want to talk about Jake Arrieta. I had meant to talk about him earlier. We got into some other stuff, but I want to let you hear what Jed Hoyer had to say, and I definitely want you to hear what I have to say about Jake Arrieta and the Cubs' starting staff. Next, Chicago Sports Radio six seventy to the score. Really, really tough one, obviously. Uh, For me personally, too, Jake was a guy. When I got called up, you know, he kind of took me under his wing a little bit. Uh, ropes, just, you know, about the big leagues. Um, so I, I owe him a ton just to be comfortable in this environment, in this organization. And yeah, and then everything he did for this organization, his time here, uh, that run he went on, man, it was it was the most fun to go out there and watch him pitch. Uh, you knew you were getting eight to nine innings of zero one run baseball. Oh, it, was, it was unbelievable to watch every five days. So. Just everything he's given us uh, and given me, um, yeah, can never be replaced, but it's going to be tough, and we're definitely going to miss him. Cub starting pitcher Kyle Hendricks talking about now ex-Cubs starting pitcher again, Jake Arrieta, who, if you did not hear, was released by the Chicago Cubs today. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score here with you until 10. 312-644-6767 is the phone number, and it is the text number. We are open if you'd like to get in. Again, 312-644-6767. His legacy is set. Like, Jake Arrieta will always be loved by Cubs fans. It 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 is not tarnished by his his stint with the Cubs this this time around is not. I mean, he, he's always going to be... Even the stuff, even the smart-ass comment he made to Bruce Levine about the masks thing, like, none of that's going to matter. None of that's gonna, To some people, maybe they'll always hold it against him or whatever because he didn't get vaccinated, but I'm not going that direction. That That's not going to mean a damn thing. His legacy with the Cubs is set. The C- Chicago Cubs won because of Jake Arrieta. There's no doubt about it. However, <clears throat> Jake Arrieta is also the latest dropout in a horribly assembled starting pitching staff for the Chicago Cubs in 2021. So you could add him to, to Trevor Williams, a dropout as well. Let's just review what the Cubs starting. No, let's just go all the way back. First of all, they got rid of you Darvish for for reasons that still have not been tra- made transparent. It, it it sure feels like it was a salary dump, but nobody will really say what what that was all about. So you so you started your, t- your season under that pretense, and then your starting staff was Kyle Hendricks. Great. Then it was Jake Arrieta, and it was Trevor Williams, and it was Zach Davies, and it was Alec Mills, um, and Edward Alzali. I mean, I said from the beginning of the season, like, you're not going to win with that starting staff. And it's always been – like it seems like the failure for the Cubs in this era when there has been failure has been because of the offense and a decrescendo and then ultimately just going silent in postseasons, like just bad, just running out of steam or whatever the case may be. You always had credible pitchers, though, backing them up. They did not have that this year. So, again, horribly assembled starting staff. That's why the Cubs are in the position they are in right now where they – sold off and all that. Dirty little secret. That's really the reason because of the the pitching staff that was put together this year. That was never going to do anything. That was never going to do anything. Kyle Hendricks was it. I said that from the beginning, and it has played out that way. Um Even even Justin Steele he find that's what I, th- I find funny we've got six of these guys going now
1: so it's a six
2: man rotation for the Chicago Cubs even Justin Steele when he came in the other day gives up two bombs so so much for that now i mean it's still possible Justin Steele could be a fine pitcher in baseball but you know what i'm saying he fit right in by giving up a couple of costly home runs, and that's all Adbert Alzolay does is give up home runs. So that that whole thing has got to be restructured and remade. But staying on on Jake Arrieta, another round of kind of you know thoughtfulness on the part of Jed Hoyer as another Cubs classic goes out the door. And I've got three cuts I want to play for you, and the first one is. Why the reunion did not work with the Cubs and Jake Arietta?
1: You know, I think when you, you, I think early on in the season, I think, you know, his stuff was probably a little bit sharper, his camera was a little better. And I obviously think over time this season, things probably, you know, um tapered back a bit. Um, whether that was, you know, some injury issues, whether that was age, whatever. I think that you know that's probably the case. But yeah, you know, obviously I think with Jake, you think he did everything he could to succeed. Obviously, he's a really hard worker. Uh, worked really hard in all the bullpen sessions. I mean, this certainly was not a lack of effort on his part in any way. And obviously this dub didn't work out.
2: Yeah, it didn't work out and it it was called taking a flyer on a guy. A guy. I mean, it's not uncommon for teams to do that, to find a guy that you are familiar with who has been with your organization at one point in time and say, Yeah we'll give you a shot in our starting staff. That's, that's what it was. It was a flyer and just way too many flyers being passed out to that Cubs starting staff this year. Uh, next cut from Jed Hoyer, the Cubs president of baseball operations on the decision made to cut Arietta.
1: When was the decision made on Jake? Well, after the game last night, um, you know, Ross and I sat down with him and talked to him and, you know, obviously, uh, he was struggling. Um, you know, you know, obviously, not not getting deep in starts, and you know, we'd sort of been patient and, and tried to you know, sort of tried to get to get through it, and hopefully come out the other side and, and, and pitch better. But we we weren't there, and, and thought it was the right thing to right thing to do for him. You know, if he can catch on somewhere, maybe a change of scenery would help him. And then you know, for us, it was just seemed like the the right time.
2: Well, they they gave him every every chance to get over whatever it was. I mean, starting him every fifth day. Hell, they gave him hamstring fatigue or whatever it was. Was it hamstring fatigue? They gave him body fatigue just so he could get himself straight and hopefully for the Cubs' sake and for Jed Hoyer's sake, and maybe nostalgically, they're like, well, we'll give this guy an injury, we'll give him one more shot, when everybody had been saying, I think it was a, another Milwaukee game where he was bad, that he needed to be cut, and everybody kind of assumed, oh, yeah, this is it for Jake Arietta. It's probably going to have to happen. So for better or for worse, Jed Hoyer gave Jake Arietta every chance possible. So I hope, I mean, I haven't heard from Jake Arietta, I hope Jake Arrieta... Like he's not mad at the Cubs or Jed Hoyer. He shouldn't be because they, they again, they gave him every single chance. Last cut from Jed Hoyer, um, and this is the Arrieta release did not diminish his impact
1: in any way. Diminishes his role in club history. You know, I think when you, I think when you look back, I mean, I think there's a really good argument to say he's, you know, one of the more influential people in the history of this franchise. You know. Um, other guys probably had longer careers, probably put up some more numbers. But when you look at like, what the apex of his career was here, you could argue it had as much an impact on, you know, um, three really good seasons in 15, 16, 17, and a world championship. You know, you can argue that you know he had as much to, to influence in that, or a, as much to, to do with that as any single player. So. I mean, like I said, nothing—nothing at all—this year diminishes what he's done. This guy's a a legend here. Um, Some of— certainly my my personal fondest memories of, of, uh, you know, certainly 15 and 16 um, were both because of his dominance, and I think also um, the confidence that I think he gave our group. Uh, I do think that um, you know we talk about what allowed a group of young players to perform the way they did. uh, I do think that. You know, sort of being under the umbrella of his of his confidence, I think certainly helped that a great deal, and I think that we all benefited from that tremendously
2: yeah, well said by horror, I mean he's right the the legacy is not going anywhere. The Cubs won because of him. He did some historic things in 2015 and then followed up in 2016 too. So he's going to get crazy standing ovations every time he comes back to Wrigley Field, whatever uniform, whatever capacity he returns to Wrigley Field someday, whether it's a reunion with another team, as a fan, as an ambassador, whatever he is, he is good to go on all of that. So I, I don't even think that's a, that's a question quite frankly. Um I will say this though. We kind of already said goodbye to Jake Arietta. <laughs> like when when he when the Cubs signed You Darvish coincidentally to you know the essentially chose, well they did. They chose You Darvish over Jake Arietta. Arietta went to Philadelphia, he came back, they went there. So like we've kind of done all of this and they gave him one more shot and it didn't work out. And I I'm sure Jake Arietta is not going to retire. I'm sure He will go to another team. Do I think that he's going to have like the magic he had between Baltimore and the Cubs? No, no, but it wouldn't shock me if there was still another spurt of goodness from Jake Arrieta as a, you know, as a four or a five in a rotation. Um, It wouldn't shock me because he, he is so determined and very thoughtful in, in what he does on the mound. So I, I do predict that for him and, and uh, wish him the best. Unfortunately, he was just uh, part of a bad group of, in, including himself, of pitchers for the Cubs this year. A couple of other things on the Cubs, a couple of other nuggets actually from the game today are just like random Cubs thoughts I had. Um, it was fun. It was cool to see Andrew Romine pitch to Austin Romine. And, you know, you probably weren't, again, you may not have watched it, but it got so bad in that Cubs 17-4 loss to the game that, again, there was a a position player pitching for the Chicago Cubs, and it happened to be Andrew Romine. The catcher was Austin Romine. Uh, Andrew out there throwing knuckleballs. And, no, that was fun to see, and the two embraced afterwards and kept the baseball, so you know for a horribly embarrassing loss at least there was that little moment shout out to the organ player at Wrigley Field and i'm sorry i just realized i meant to i don't know who the organ player is what what his or her name is i was like when i was there it was gary pressy and he like, gary pressy is legendary for his consecutive game streak and just being gary pressy because he's awesome but i got to tell you i hear you man i hear you Playing Pearl Jam Alive when a, when a hitter has two strikes on him and he fouls off a ball and then he's got all sorts of like songs that I just never thought that I would hear and I again this is not to diminish Gary Pressey I love Gary Pressey but it's you know he he's got his own sheets of music up there and I I totally and completely appreciate it. Um, while we're on the music thing, I think it's time for the Cubs to retire. The whoop, there it is, after home runs are hit at Wrigley Field. I think that that was very um, associated with the old Cubs core. I, and I never really liked it for for them either, but I guess it sounded right with them. So I think it's time. this would be the time. Like, this would be the time to change that to something else. I don't hate the song. It's just time to change it. it, it I don't know why. I need something different for the celebration home runs at Wrigley Field than whoop. There it is, and then um, the last thing I'll say is I kind of like watching Greg Dykeman play. He was the the player that the Cubs got in the Andrew Chafin deal with Oakland. Lefty hitter, big league debut this year, twenty six years old, so he's one of them old rookies. Uh, but I, and specifically, I like the fact that he has a guess what he does? He chokes up when he's got two strikes. He's got a he's got a B hack. So out of all these guys that we've been watching and maybe getting to know, I he's, he kind of interests me. The Rafael Ortega thing this year has been crazy and he's been he's been really good. Uh but yeah, I, I like what Greg Dykman has done. I could not like Frank Schwindel. Dirty Frank, uh, Michael Rucker and Wisdom and all these guys. But again, they're all they're all players that would fit in really nicely on a team that was really good. So um couple of the of text messages, three one two, six forty four, sixty seven, sixty seven. What do you think the likelihood is the Cubs have a top five pick next year? I don't know. I gotta go look at records. I like it's so funny there's so many things that i'm not in the mode of doing right now but we have to start doing them again and one of them is that like thinking about the cubs place in the draft and who's worse than the cubs right now. the cubs are 52 and 65 eight and 18 and a half games back in the division like we have to start doing that we have to start watching or paying attention to more what's going on in the minor leagues and oh what did brendan davis do today did he is he ready to come up did he hit a home run what's going on um, so, you know, we have to check in on these guys. So there's a different, um, form of reporting that we all have to go back to. And as, as if you're a fan that you're paying attention to different, they kind of like, you didn't want to have to go back to that. It's like, it's like when you're, if you're like, like me, I'm a weight fluctuator. And sometimes I have to go back to the big clothes. I'm like, oh no, now I got to go back to that again. Like, and, th- and that's where we are. With the Cubs, we got to go back to all that stuff again. Oh, man, we got to go back to the farm report and who's doing what and who's this guy. And he's got a 97-mile-per-hour fastball and a great chance. Okay, great. Bring him up. Put him on the team. He'll fit in nicely with um, Andrew Romine and Chirinos and Michael Rucka and and Rafael Ortega. So So when you ask me, Texter, about where the Cubs are in their draft line, I don't know. I know they're better than Baltimore. Jesus. Um, What a bleep canoe Joe Buck is. He actually just said he got his friends tickets to the Field of Dreams game after admitting they are more expensive than the Cubs versus Indians World Series. Well... I mean, maybe he shouldn't have admitted that he did that, but I think it's okay that maybe Chris Ranji was one of the one of his friends. I mean, they both got the St. Louis connection. Joe Buck used to, you know, call Cardinals games. Quick little story about yours truly. When I worked, I worked downstate before I came back to Chicago. I worked in Peoria at a radio station, a great radio station that still is, is very much there. Um, wmbd radio and they carried cardinals games i think they still do they're one of the affiliates i used to run the board for cardinals games so i was there in the very early parts of joe buck in the latter half of of jack buck and then of course the the great um mike shannon mike shannon oh man he was he was a treat. Uh 644 67 is the number. Let's go to Laureen in Bartlett. Hi, Laureen. You're on the score. Hi. Hi.
3: So I'm going to let you know who um the organist is at Wrigley Field.
2: Oh good. Who?
3: His name is John Feminek.
2: What's the last name?
3: B E N E. Uh huh.
2: Well, I like John Benedict. He does a great job.
3: He does do a great job. As we all love Gary Pressey too. Yes. So but John, yeah, he's got some great songs. Yeah. Um I actually I actually work at Wrigley Field. Oh, okay.
2: Okay. So yeah.
3: so we as um as our guest service ambassadors are down in the bowl and we actually play a game, a bunch of us, that name that tune because he always comes up with great stuff we always like to guess what he's going to play or what he is playing you know in 10 notes or whatever whoever can guess it first so we have a good time with
4: him he's a lot
2: of fun oh that's awesome that's awesome lauren yeah i i've noticed like i i've noticed it like and like like you said gary pressey was he's the goat but uh john bendick does a great job too man playing alive when Guys are falling off. I wish I could think of some more examples. I know. Oh, I heard him playing some Led Zeppelin. Like they're just things that you never would have heard. Like like Gary Pressey was more into the the old school, and I, he used to play for me. He would do this. He would play Swanee River, which was a inside joke we had with the. Uh, um, sorry, something happening in the White Sox game. Oh my God. Ah. So- I know it's real bad. Uh, all right, so Brandon Fryer is our producer, White Sox fan, and all I saw was him cover his mouth like, "Oh my god!" And then I look over, and the Yankees now lead the White Sox eight to seven. What did what did Liam Hendricks do? Did he give up a granny?
4: No, so he gave up one home run. Like, I, you know, I'm focused on the show, too. I'm, like, looking around, and he he had two outs. So he looked like he gave up one home run. Oh, and then after this, it's like Judge. another two home run. And it's just, it's just I, I just,
2: ugh, oh, this is just horrible. Wow, he just put one. I don't know who that was. Was that Judge? He just put it in somebody. Or is that Stanton? He put it right in the wheelhouse. It was a, a curveball. That just hung in there. Yeah, it, it was Stanton. Like. It was Stanton. Stanton with a home run. And
4: then Judge hit a home run in the ninth.
2: Oh, so. my God. So it's 8-7 Yankees. Top of the ninth? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, hey! Hey! Well, I guess it wasn't a <laughs> now, now. You can bring in Craig Kimbrell if the so- Wait, the Sox have a chance to win. This is a home game, right? For the Sox. This is a... Because it's weird. The Sox have the day off tomorrow and then they host the Yankees on set. Everybody gets a day off to, to come on home, and then the, the Sox will the, continue their series with the Yankees at guaranteed rate field. But Yeah,
4: Kim already, was, he already
2: pitched, too. He did pitch. Okay. All right. Uh wow. Well, I'm sorry, Brandon. This looks like it may have ruined your night. Um, do you think that we could take the break then? Could we take do we need to take the break? Yeah, let's just or take the break. You want me break. to hang out. Okay. Yeah, let's just take the break. All right. All right. Let's we're all going to take the break. We'll come back. We'll talk about what's going on with these uh, white Sox and whatever the hell else. I'm only here for a few more minutes, people. I'm Mark Grody at Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Mark Grody with you for a few more minutes here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Oh, bottom of the ninth inning in Dyersville, Iowa. at The Field of Dreams game. It is the Yankees leading the White Sox 8-7. to seven, One out in that ninth inning. And in the Yankees' ninth inning, Liam Hendricks giving up bombs to Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. Both two-run blasts for those guys to to take the lead, which it just looked like the White Sox were in control of. So if they don't come back, this would go in the old category of horrible loss. That's that's what this goes by the get. way, yeah. It was two outs too. Kimro had oh. I mean, yeah, yeah,
4: Hendrix had Hendrix. two outs mm-hmm. and boom, two runs to judge, and then right after that like, it, it was just, it's just nasty. So
2: all of that, all of all those of that, yeah, with two outs. with two outs. With two outs. Holy cow. And Kimbrel had been used earlier. Apparently, Michael Kopech was used earlier. And um, Elise texted in and said, Grody, you missed Kopech losing his temper on the mound. Interesting. Um, did you see any of that, Brandon, or were you too focused on this here radio show?
4: I'm focused on the radio show. I did see a quick replay of Kobe. I didn't know what was going on because I don't have no volume over here, so I'm just watching it, but yeah. I did see a little bit of that.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh, interesting. So this this is a drama-filled game, and the Sox still got a couple bullets left. We've seen the Sox come back before, and I will let you know, hopefully by the end of uh, this this show, whether the Sox make a comeback or they lose this game, uh, a couple other text messages, 312-644-6767. Mark, the Dylan Cease, Eloy for Q, or that'd be Jose Quintana, worst trade in Cubs history, trade to arch enemy, also almost negates the World Series for me. Whoa, that's a step too far. That almost negates the World Series for you? No, 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 no. That's unacceptable. It turned out to be a bad trade. I, When they made the trade, I liked it. I liked it for both teams. It seemed like the, the right move to make. Cubs needed a starter. He was a really good starter, was Jose Quintana with the White Sox. He never was what he was with the White Sox with the Cubs. So it did turn out to be you know the Sox won the trade 100% because Eloy Jimenez has been great for the Sox and um Cease eh, he's been okay but there's still a lot of promise i'll say this about Dylan Cease i, I and if you're a Sox fan i think you probably agree with me aren't you sick of hearing how he's got the best stuff on the rotation does the best stuff guy ever end up being like the great or the ace like the, it's all like i'm done with that you know of, okay you've got the best stuff then why aren't you the best pitcher? So that kind of says something about the rest of his makeup. If he's got all this great stuff, but he can't, you know, harness it, or I don't even know what the phraseology would be. Like, if you got the best stuff, what's the matter with the rest of you? So I don't know if I want to hear much more about all the great stuff Dylan Sees has. Um, Ricketts and Jed kneecapped the season when they inexplicably gave up Victor Caratini. Away with Darvish! Look how bad Contreras is wearing down without a good backup. Game over. Oh, oh Tim my God, what? Two run blast! Oh, holy bleep! Oh my God! Tim Anderson has just hit a two run homer, and they are going crazy in Iowa. Oh my God! Are those fireworks going off! That hey, is that that's dangerous? it's fireworks going on. Get off. those fireworks out of there. You're going to burn down the cornfield for crying out loud. That's dangerous, people. Uh, but that is awesome. Tim Anderson with a man on. I don't know how many outs there were. But wow. What, one out. It was one out. Talk about going from dejection to elation. In one inning, oh my god, this was this was going to be a horrible loss, and now it's just a fantastic win.
4: It's crazy too because every run, except for like I think Tim Anderson's double, was a home run. Every run was a home run here in this park.
2: <laughs> wow, that's called that's called getting your money's worth. Oh my god, Fox has got to be so pleased with that, with what they were able to broadcast tonight. This worked well, and I see Michael Kopech. He seems like he is calmed down. And Tim Anderson just, man. And they, hey, they're they're panning the the crowd now. They are just soaking it up. They're going to hang out in the cornfields tonight. That's what's going down for the Chicago White Sox. All that is great. Now I'm getting the replay. Oppo! Oppo, Homer! Looked like a curveball outside corner. Man. Oh, a little bit of swag there by Tim Anderson. I haven't seen him take a running step yet. There he goes. All right. So he was enjoying the moment. At the the field man they could not have asked for more than the entertainment this game has just provided for a nation and for a talk show host here so that was fun Brandon Fryer our producer thank you to Mark potash for coming on thanks to Chris Ranji we can only hope that he makes it back alive because he was in Dyersville tonight too bad he didn't stay for like the real part of his game. He's not a fan. He's not a real fan, is he? Nope, he's not. Chris Rangie. Thanks, Chris, for coming on, though. Got a little CBS radio. The Bridge Before Gropper coming up at midnight. For Brandon Fryer, I'm Mark Grody. I'll talk to you guys soon on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score.
1: Mully and Haw here. Whether you're in the car driving to work or maybe riding the train, take us with you every morning. We'll get you caught up in all the Chicago sports news from the night before, whether it's Cubs, Sox, or Bears. We're live and we're local on your radio or on your mobile device through the Odyssey app. It's Mully and Haw, mornings 5 to 9 on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. An Odyssey station. For
0: over 40 years, ClimateGuard has manufactured over a million windows that stand up to Chicago's toughest weather. Through August, buy one, get one 50% off for installed windows. Financing available. Visit ShopStudio41.com to schedule an appointment today.
3: PointsBet offers the fastest and easiest registration in Illinois. When you bet with PointsBet, the proud partner of Hawthorne Racecourse, you get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards at your fingertips. Download the PointsBet app now and use code THESCORE to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Complete your registration in less than a minute at one of our three convenient retail locations in Crestwood, Prospect Heights, or at Hawthorne Racecourse. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services.
0: Busey Bank and Glenview State Bank are committed partners for your business, wealth, and personal needs. As Glenview State Bank joins Busey's family of financial services this year and long after, we promise to continue our commitment to you, your family, and your community. Over 250 years of combined experience. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Busey and Glenview State Bank, member FDIC.
1: Truck drivers,
3: are you tired of feeling stuck in your current driving job? Join Schneider and experience more driving opportunities. Schneider offers local, regional, and over-the-road driving options with the home time choices you need. Schneider has the resources to help you succeed, whether it's company-paid CDL training or driving jobs with room to grow your income and experience. Expand your driving potential with Schneider. Search driving jobs near you and apply today at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com.
0: If you've been thinking, it's probably time to change my oil, you're probably right. So head to Advance Auto Parts and grab an oil change bundle. Five quarts of Mobile One, Valvoline, Castrol, or Pennzoil Full Synthetic Oil and a qualifying premium oil filter for just $37.99. And right now, when you choose a Castrol Edge Bundle, you also get Grime Boss Wipes free. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participating in CarQuest locations. See store for details. Class A truck drivers, are you ready for a new ride? Learn about open driver jobs with an Amazon Freight Partner near you. We're reinventing the CDL driver experience through a community of exclusive carriers. Working for an Amazon Freight Partner offers a steady schedule with daily home time, easy drop and hook freight, and health benefits. Apply now at www.afpdrivers.com. That's www.afpdrivers.com. Respected. Successful. Rewarding full of opportunity. Real words from real employees about how they feel working for ABC Plumbing, Sewer, Heating, Cooling, and Electric. So, if those sound like things you are looking for in your career, don't wait any longer. Apply to join our team today. We're currently looking for experienced residential service technicians for our plumbing, sewer, HVAC, and electric divisions. Of course, we have great wages, full benefits, plus a 401 k program, year-round work, and more you'll quickly see what working for one of the fastest-growing and most trusted brands in the Chicagoland area can do for you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?